Hello and welcome back to the Supercoach Champions Podcast. This is the Late Mail edition for round seven. It's Catfish here as always. Unfortunately, again, uh, Late Mail edition with no Late Mail. Wacko is just uh, flat out, unfortunately, with family-related matters. So all the best to him. Uh, he has promised me as soon as his schedule and his general life clears up a little bit, he'll definitely be joining us again to deliver us his Late Mail. But until then, that's not going to happen so as always, um, check out the various late mail sources around. You've got the official kind of uh, super coach late mail that comes via Timmy Williams from the playbook. Uh, there's also well, Starzy slash uh, there's Lakey now. It's the Lake Mail from the SC Talk uh, site. I mean, even NRL.com have their late mail for NRL fantasy and stuff like that. So and you guys know Wacko is my guy. He's the, the late mail man I trust the most. But unfortunately, when he's not available, there's obviously great other great sources that you can turn to. So check them out. And yeah, just make sure you still do your homework, obviously. Um, so look, we're going to jump straight into the questions. It's going to be a bit of a shorter episode this week. Unfortunately, just really a bit busy uh, with the work training and stuff like that. Unfortunately, no fun. But here we are. Let's get straight into it. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. All right, so this week, lots of questions and lots that revolve around a couple of key players. I mean, Cleary, Teddy, Schneider, Tough. Yeah, no surprises. So I'm going to just probably just share general thoughts on that and answer, I'd imagine, most of your questions relating to those few players. Number one, if I'm selling t- Teddy, it's only to get Cleary or someone of that you know, equivalent kind of level, you know, your your guys who have the ceiling that Teddy has. I get that Teddy hasn't been great and whatever, but for me, the way I look at it, you know, sure, the Roosters haven't been great. And that's probably been the main thing that's holding Teddy's scores back. It's not actually Teddy himself, although you could argue the eye test says that he's not quite where he normally is. But what we do know about Teddy is he's the consummate professional. He trains hard. He's normally everywhere. And I still see him showing up everywhere. The work rate is pretty close. It's not exactly where it was last year, but I think partially that's because he doesn't need to touch the ball every single set and multiple times a set when you've got Kiri back as well, pulling the strings. So, you know, in that sense, yeah, look, his tackle busted down. His involvement is a little bit lower, but he's still got that ceiling. The moment the Roosters click, and I get that there's a potential that they may not click anytime soon, but... You look at those three games, next three weeks. I mean, Sam Walker just scored 80 plus. That could easily have been Teddy crashing over for a try instead of Sam Walker, and Teddy's going 80, 90, 100 as well. So, to me, if you're going to sell someone with that ceiling, it's got to be to a Cleary or a Pappenhausen or a Hines or someone else who who seems like they're firstly in really good form and also has that proven ceiling. So, um, you know, obviously Cleary, yeah, a great buy. Is he a must have? I kind of, you know lean towards that, you know, for the majority of teams, yes, he is. But there are certain teams out there that you're, you know, you maybe you're missing center wings, you're missing a back rower, front row forward or whatever, and it's actually more beneficial for your team to focus on upgrading elsewhere. For example, if you've got someone like, a, you know, a Nico Hines, Mitch Moses, or a DC, someone at halfback who's actually really good already, and sure, they're not quite Nathan Cleary and they may not have that same ceiling, but by upgrading elsewhere, you're actually strengthening your 17 for this week. Cleary can still come in next week. 
this break even, you know, he'll probably break, you know, we're hoping anyway for Cleary owners, uh, he's going to beat that 80 odd break even, but it means that even, you know, he, unless he goes 200 plus or whatever, he's not going anywhere substantial price wise. So yeah, whilst ideally get him this way, captain him if you want to, all of that type of stuff is very viable. I just think, you know, there are potential teams that will benefit from getting him next week. Now, Schneider, I've spoken about him. I really like him as a super coach option. That includes his goal kicking, though. Uh, if he loses that, if Jared Crook comes into the team in the next week or two or whatever, that's going to really hurt him, I feel. You know, just that extra 12 to 16 points a week makes a huge difference for super coach. It, it's going to stunt his cash growth and potentially even start see him start losing cash if he's not getting the attacking stats involved as well. So as much as I like Schneider, I think, yeah, that is one of the key concerns I do have. The word is Jamal Fogarty isn't going to come back before round 13, so that's good for Schneider's you know round 13 coverage. Um, I think he's still got money to make, obviously breaking even of two. This week's going to suck, so if he has a poor score against the Panthers, then it's going to hurt, but you know the next two weeks after this, he's got very playable games. He could go 80-plus both weeks, just looking at how he went earlier this year in a fairly friendly matchup, so... I do think he's a, a viable option to hold. And now looking at Tuff, you know, I've been open about my concern for the Rabbitohs attack. I mean, there's been positive signs the last few weeks, definitely. I just don't know if he is an absolute must-have to bank a lot of coin. And the reason is not because of him himself. It's more I feel you're better off at that position either focusing on trading to get the premium guns. Like, I think, you know, of the top performing players in the game, like, Teddy is still in the top 10 for me. Like, he's one of the players I want in my team. And, look, you can only have two of them, and maybe Paps is one, and Turbo, when he's back, is another, and maybe Hines actually is better at fullback. And and that's viable based on what we've seen so far. But to me, Teddy's still up there, and you want Cleary. I think that's pretty clear. I think you want Hines, and... Pappenhausen, like you guys know, I love Paps anyway. So to me, like in a spot where, you know, fullback and halfback, you've got a great cash count, Schneider, who's still making money. And then you've got uh, Taff, who is going to free up about 160 odd from going from Schneider to him. And that's handy. If that gets you to Cleary, then sure, I get it. But I just don't think Taff is such a you know must-have to the extent that if you don't get him, that's going to derail your season. Like, sure, he's going to make a chunk of coin. And, again, this is team-specific. If you're struggling with cash generation, then, yeah, I would lean towards getting him in at, at, the, um, at the cost of Schneider because, yeah, he will free up coin that you can use now and then he can, you know, get that cash rolling in again. But I just think... You know, for some teams, like for myself, I, I, I'm pretty set up. Like my team value is decent. Still got a lot of cows moving along. And I really do feel my team is better off actually just going Schneider to Cleary. And that's what I'm f- probably going to focus on this week. And and that means I can hold Teddy. And look, maybe you're saying my, my faith in Teddy's misguided. Look, it might be. But I like to go with the proven guns. I like the next three games he's got. I am backing him to at least turn up once if not twice, in the next three games. And if that's the case, then I'm going to love that, you know, over 15% or whatever sold Teddy the last couple of weeks. So that's kind of the way I'm approaching it. And I'm still not missing out on Cleary, you know. I'm getting him in. And the only thing that's going to burn me is if, you know, Teddy absolutely bombs it. And and for me, that that would be like three scores less than 60. 
and uh, and Schneider goes on, you know, 120 at some point in the next couple of weeks and makes a bucket load of cash. So that's where I'll lose out. But like to me, that's where I'm looking at, you know, a, a way of managing it. So, uh, I mean. Look, I know this is very stream of consciousness type stuff. I apologize for my thoughts are not um, as coherent, but like I said, I've just been really busy and a lot going on. So just trying to get it out there so you can see at least what's in my mind. Hopefully I've answered a heap of your questions there already. Uh, just really quickly, I think I think um, from, from Wazy, you wanted to know if I want to go Schneider or Tuff. Who would I get there? Like I said, I think that ultimately comes down to the rest of your team. If you've got a lot of... Money makers, I think you're okay to skip tough. Snyder's still going to make some money and, you know, he potentially covers round 18 uh, and, and that'll be great. Like I could see Schneider maybe making another 100, 120,000 if he scores well over the next three or four weeks and Taft could make 200 grand in four weeks. To, look, that, that's, that's very fair. I just think, you know, is that worth the trade and the potential loss of round 13 coverage if, if you lose Schneider? I, you know, you can answer that question, but... You know, if if Tuff goes on to make four hundred grand, then sure, that's a it's a massive loss for those who didn't get on. But I, yeah, to me, I just think maybe if I'm looking at him making maybe making another two hundred grand, I feel like I can skip that again because I've already got a lot of team value and I've um, got money makers in other positions. So yeah, team specific, I guess. Um, so the next question comes in from Jack Bauer at Mister Horse NZ. Would you go Olakuatu or Lolo this week? Want both coming into the buy. I'm thinking Olakwata due to lower break even, even with harder matchup, even though Lolo likely to outscore him. So I did a little bit of a digging here, and uh, one thing that's actually quite apparent, even though it's a smaller sample size, but Olakwata actually averages really well when Turbo's not in the team. And I thought, thought that's pretty surprising. So, I mean, even going back to 2020, it's only one game so far. So he scored 91 in 75 minutes in round 13. That was one game that Turbo didn't play. Fast forward to 2020. One, so there was three games that he did, he played that Turbo didn't. Uh, he played 80 minutes in each game, round 14, 17, 18, scored 88, 79, and 95. And then you look at, so far, 2022, 83 and 92, uh, playing mostly 80 minutes. Again, those are the two games in round fives and round, rounds five and six this year where Turbo wasn't in the team. You look at some of his scores without that. I mean, 56, 77, 51 earlier this year. And then, you know, even playing 80 minutes or, or largely 80 minutes, 49, 43, 35, 51, 77, 80, 74, 68, 63. So all of his high scores generally tend to be when Turbo's not in the team. So Olokuatu could go well next couple of weeks well until Turbo's back. That's apparently maybe a week or two away. So I think on the basis of, you know, you're looking at his break-evens and things like that, there's an argument to suggest that you're actually paying overs for what Olokuatu might dish out once Turbo's back. And look, it makes sense, right? When Turbo's back, the, the attack revolves around him. Right now, DCE is going to Olokuatu as one of his strike weapons, and why wouldn't you? And look, there's an argument to suggest that once Turbo's back, they should still keep using Olokuatu this way. But, I mean, I get it. When DCE can think, well, I can take, you know, I have to take on the line, judge this kick, or make a really well-timed pass to Olokuatu, or I could just take the easy route, dig into line and chuck it out back to Turbo and let him do the rest. I mean, I get it. But uh, I just thought I'd throw it out there to have a think about. I actually think Lolo is probably you know, a, a really safe bet and I was going to look at getting him too. So, yeah, I guess that's where I would leave. Um, yeah, hopefully that clarifies a little bit. Next question is from Lake at Adam D Numbers. So, hi, Wolf, sell Teddy to Taff, Schneider to Hines, then have Cleary and Hines at halfback. 
Uh, I guess that means you've got uh, Teddy. Sorry, you'll you'll have Paps and Tough at fullback, right? So is it overkill having two guns in this position, thinking you need both in your teams as quickly as possible, or hold and do it next week? Thoughts? Um, I definitely don't think it's overkill having two guns. I mean, I, I know a lot of smart super coaches are pushing as hard as they can to get two gun halves and two gun five eights, and and that sometimes is at the expense of two gun fullbacks right now, and that's fair given right now behind Paps and with no turbo and no, no Latrell and obviously Teddy underperforming. It's a viable option there. So, so yeah, if you can do it this week, then absolutely. I have no issues with that. It's probably even worth a boost as long as you haven't used all of them so far. Next question is from Stephen Rostevsky at Stephen underscore Risto. Uh, so he's asking Josh King to Lukey slash Swali or Schneider to Taft to make enough money for my Teddy to Cleary trade. I think for me, I definitely would look more at moving Lukey, uh, sorry, Josh King to, I mean, between Luke and Swali, it just depends who you think is going to go well. Like I would tend to lean Swali just because it frees up a bit more cash, and I do think he could score well this week and in coming weeks again, backing the Roosters to bounce back a little. And I think, in in a sense, it, it's a little bit of cover for you losing Teddy. You've still got a bit of a Roosters uh, backline in there, so that's where I'd go. But again, like I said, it comes down to how bullish you are on Tough, how well he's going to score, how strong you feel about Schneider, etc., etc. So next question is from uh, Eels Forever at Firecrotch. Crystal Ball, do I sell Moses to get, to get Cleary or do, will they score the same? Thanks, fellas. Have a great round seven. Well, I do think uh, Cleary's going to outscore Moses. It's just about how much the gap is depending on, you know, how much you're, if you're to trade somewhere else. But yeah, I definitely do feel there's going to be a little bit of a gap there. All right, next question is from Rob Attard at Atard underscore Rob. Is it silly to pass up getting Taft, liking Schneider and his consistency and play at round 13 and still has money to make? So yeah, I think I outlined my thoughts there before. I don't think Taft is so much of a must-have, but that's because I don't... Like, I'm expecting him to score decent, like between maybe like a 50 to a 65-ish average at best. So maybe you could say that's a bit conservative, but that's just where I'm reading at the moment. So... To me, if he makes 200000 then sure, that's great. But I do feel Schneider's got more to give. And uh, if I had, could keep one, I would definitely be trying to hold on to Schneider because of round 13. And, I, I mean, I just really... His super coach game is so good from what we've seen so far. So, yeah, he's a really handy one there. Next question comes from uh, Futalak at Shanwell 75 I've traded Teddy to Taff and Schneider to Cleary. Is it worth using a trade boost to get Coates to Tamalolo or just wait a week? I've already used one of my boosts this year. Also, I am slash was probably going to use the boost for the first buy. So it is really just using it a couple of weeks early as Tamalolo plays 13. Look, this is a really tough one because if you're not that keen on Coates, if you think he's not going to go very well, then sure, I, I get it on break-even standpoints uh, and even scoring. Um, if you think he's not going to score very well, then it makes sense to me. Now, for me, though, I do think Coates has an opportunity to go very well in the next three weeks, just looking at the matchups that the Storm have. So on that basis, I kind of would be okay just to not boost and still find another way to get Tom Lolo. Like, I think you want to get Lolo before round 13, whether it's this week or next week. Next week, it'll cost you a little bit more money, but I, I just don't know, like, what else you have in your team, who else you could trade out to get to him. So, I mean, ultimately, I'd... For you, I'd come down to what do you think Coates is going to score over the next couple of weeks? 
and how many more points does Lola get you? And, you know, is it going to cost you other trade options or whatever if you don't boost this week? I've only used one boost and I'm going to use my second this week, but that's to get Cleary. So <laughs> I think that's the way I'm, I'm doing it as well. And uh, next question is from Kirsty Brody. Kirsty underscore Brody. I'm seriously considering little Pappy out for a week for Cleary, then Schneider back to Pappy in a week or two. Have I lost the plot? <laughs> Look, I don't think you've lost the plot. I get it. Look, Pappenhausen sitting there with a 180 something break even. He's just $25,000 less than Cleary. There's some question marks over his ankle, all of that type of stuff. The way I'm reading it, I think he'll play. Um, the nine day turnaround is a positive thing for him. And, you know, based off everything NRL Fizzo has been sharing with us, the ankle, it's a lateral ankle sprain. It is the same one as last time, so there is a genuine chance he may sit. But if he's recovering well, like don't don't stress too much about how swollen it looks, basically, because swelling can subside, subside. It's just whether or not he can play. And if he's fit enough to play, again, as per NRL Physio, he's most likely fit enough to goal kick. I mean, he goal kicked in, in that game after he had the ankle injury and he played out the game and he just came off early when the game was in no doubt and he still goal kicked. So, yeah, there's a good chance he will continue kicking. It's not like Mini wasn't in the team still uh, that last week as well. So I just that, that's where I'm, I'm reading it. Um, so whether or not, I mean, the problem for me is looking at that Storm draw, I think there's a chance he can go large any of these three games. So in, if you get him back a week or two later, there is a potential you're missing a 120, 130 plus score. Like we, it doesn't take much. We know that. So to me, I, I just don't think I could do it. I, I get why, but I, I I just couldn't do it myself. So it's a it's a gut call. Um, understand you're playing with fire basically because. I mean, there is a chance he goes 150 plus this week, even, uh, even with that ankle. Um, or, or you know, like at the end of the day, there's a chance he doesn't play. So I think you just got to make a gut call and back it. Like maybe I'm just foolish and I'm o- overly bullish when it comes to everything Pappenhausen. But I mean, the 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 info I've read, it seems like he could sit definitely. But if he's fit to go, he'll fit, he'll be playing. There's no major concerns for performance. And he should go goal kick as well, but yeah. And to paraphrase some of the tweets following that question. Cleary, but I won't sell caps. And that's why I leave the singing to Timmy. <laughs> All right, I'll keep moving on. So next question is from Wal G. Gesikis. I went stacks to Talakai two weeks ago, so not really that much down on points. That's neg uh, 37 difference. But do I fix that by going firmer to stacks this week? Is there some sort of curse attached to this? Look, I get the appeal. And I think when you got firmer instead of Talakai or whoever, I just think firmer, the idea was you want to hold him to around 13, right? To me, I just think it's a little bit short-sighted to sell unless you think Stax is going to outscore Firma by that much. So if you look at it, there's six rounds to go. If Firma scores a 50, right, you're going to need Stax to outscore Firma by eight points per game, which could very well happen. But if Firma gets a couple of attacking stats, then easily he could match and actually outscore uh, Stags across rounds, you know, seven to 13, if you include round 13 in there. And, you know, 
The Titans do play the Cowboys in round 13, and that'll be missing with a couple of their origin stars. Would it be so shocking that Firmer actually goes 70, 80, 90 even that week? In which case, I actually think you'll be pretty pretty comfortably ahead by that point. But that's unless, again, Staggs goes massive, massive in the next couple of weeks, which he could. It just comes down to how high you are on that. So, yeah, make that call. Uh, I Maybe I'm a little bit higher and firmer than most people. I'm also being a little bit more selective. I'm sitting him in certain weeks and playing him when they get the good matchups. Like, for example, I'm going to sit him for sure against the Panthers. I'll definitely play him this week. And obviously there's a couple of matchups like the Dragons and Broncos and obviously round 13 against the Cowboys too, where I'll be very comfortable rolling out firmer there. So another question was from Nick at Nick's Tricks. Downgrade option for firmer, Jones, Lukey, or Suwali. Look, again, I think Jones is probably the short-term option. I don't, I'd prefer Lukey out of those two. I do feel like there's some question marks over Lukey. I don't necessarily think he's going to play 80 minutes every single week just because, I mean, they... Todd Payton only used 15 players, like I said on the other podcast, and I don't think that he will do that each week. If anything, you know, he may lose minutes to Gilbert, or I don't know, maybe he'll spend some time in the middle as well, so that'll improve his base. But either way, I just think there is a question mark over Lukey whether he'll play every 80 every week. He'll still make money because he got that negative break even, and that rolling that nice score will be in his rolling average for two weeks at least. So I think if you want a quick cash grab, that's great. I prefer to replace Firm of Lukey because at least you'll get round 13 coverage too. But yeah, if you're talking about just as a you know downgrade option and then hopefully a moneymaker later, I think I'd lean Swali. Again, I'm maybe a little bit more uh, bullish, I suppose, on the Roosters prospects. So yeah, that's why. A couple of quick questions from the Champs Discord. So first one uh, from Brendan, is Teddy a podhold given a lot of people have sold for Moses and a lot will sell for Cleary this week? Is he worth assisting with? For matchups against Dragons, Bulldogs, Titans, 100%. I am doing this myself. And yeah, again, it just depends on your level of confidence with Teddy. I don't think he's cooked. I think the Roosters are holding him back. I think um, part of it, if you look at the actual averages for all the Roosters players, they're down. And most of it's because of the lack of attacking stats. So I back them to turn it around. And I get that they're not focusing on big flashy wins. And they're concentrating on grinding out games and winning with their defense. But a lot of the times, that what we see is like as soon as the Roosters get on top and they get a bit of, a bit of a roll going, it, it won't take long before they start putting up some points. So I'm very comfortable giving that a crack, especially because I'm a bit further back. If you're higher up in the rankings, I do think there's there'll be a lot of people selling Teddy because you've gotten up to that point either you know without Teddy or or as in you sold him earlier or you've skipped them all together. So I do think he's one op- opportunity for people to chase rankings um, from a little bit further back. Um, Harry asks, how close to Cleary do you think Sam Walker will get between now and Origin? Roosters will need to find their groove soon, surely. Thinking of Ilias to Sam Walker rather than Schneider to Cleary to save some cash and help get stacks in this week. Look, I think that's a really tough one. I don't know how close Sam Walker will get. My personal... Pre- Thought on Cleary is that he'll be averaging somewhere around 85 to 90, maybe, across the next few weeks. How close Sam Walker gets, I mean, he has the potential to hit 65, 70 or whatever. So I just don't know if that's good enough or not. So uh, I guess it comes down to how bullish you think you are uh, on on firstly the Roosters and also Sam Walker himself. Like I said, I do think Teddy's going to come into a bit more of a prominent role. There were a few opportunities... 
Uh, I just rewatched a little bit of the last game and, you know, it wasn't like eagle eye watching Teddy, but I saw a few times where I was like, oh, that wasn't too far away. That could have been another 20, 30 point play for Teddy. So that's kind of where I'm leaning. Uh, and Jumbles asks, would you use a boost to bring in Talakai or Ice and which one or grab next week? Other trades I'm bringing in Tough and Cleary. Look, if I'm using a boost, it's only for Talakai this week just because of the fact that this might be his most reasonable price and that's assuming he's going to be a keeper. I would only do it if you're really confident he's going to be a season-long hold, you know, pending him getting dual position in round 12, etc., etc. So I um, would probably lean that way. I think with Papa Lee, you can just wait the week and get him in next week. And just to finish up, unfortunately, I won't get to all the questions this week. I'm, there's a couple of questions in there about buy coverage players and things like that. So I'll probably look at that next week. We'll probably dive into it uh, in the main podcast. So yeah, apologies if I didn't get to your question. Unfortunately, it's just a really busy afternoon for me. Uh, my trades, like I said earlier, probably going to use my second boost. I'm going to trade out Isaiah Yo and Josh King and Brad Schneider. And I'm going to get Cleary, uh, Brody Jones and Suwali. So... This way, I guess, uh, I wanted to keep Teddy, have that option there. Yo was always going to go for me before round 13. It's earlier than I wish I, I could sell him, but, yeah, just the way my team is, I, I need to sell him in order to raise the funds. Now, Josh King, he's pretty much maxed out, so I'm comfortable with that. In terms of downgrade options, I mean, Suwali, I do think he's going to go well over the next few weeks. It's not the third game, but, I mean, it sounds like he's got that job security going and he's going to settle in soon, I reckon. And uh, Brody Jones, again, I prefer to go Lukey just because of the cash grab, but at the end of the day, I just I couldn't afford anyone else. And this way, jo- Jones will still make a bit of cash. So that's where I'm at. Anyway, um, thanks for listening and good luck to all your decisions. It is a pretty critical trading week. So fingers crossed you're able to make uh, your yeah, a wise choice and obviously make a good captain choice as well. All right, we'll catch you guys soon. 